0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin.
1: Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Monday, September 3rd, early morning edition of the Roto R Fantasy Football <laughs> Podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Fanball. Check them out now at fanball.com. Um, I'm with my friend Dennis Esser, who you can see a lot on the Fantasy Sports Network. You can catch him on Twitter at Coach Esser, and his stuff at CoachEsser.com. Hey, Dennis, so everybody, we're recording this at 10 o'clock, At sorry, 7 o'clock <laughs> Eastern on uh, Monday morning, and I got Dennis before a golf outing. How you doing, bud?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on, John. You're welcome. So so you're ready? Week one, where I, basically, I
1: couldn't wait week one, right? (laughs) I had to get started early. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, this is nice. All right. um, So first, I want to start. The Bills cut. There's lots cut. Everybody cuts over the weekend. The Bills cut Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams, if people rank the top five handcuffs in fantasy football, Jonathan Williams would have been one of the top five, right?
2: Easily. Easily. Yeah, Yeah, and a lot of people were were worried about LaShawn McCoy at his age. Right. So is there a lesson here that we need to You know what? Uh, When teams get new coaches and new staffs, everybody is on the chopping block. You know, I wouldn't even look at it more at like not handcuffing. I think every draft pick is its own beast, you know, whether it's somebody's handcuff, whether it's handcuffing for yourself. I mean, honestly, I go by player and not by, you know, if this is a good situation as a handcuff. Um, And Jonathan Williams is a good player. I liked him coming out of Arkansas. He had some knee injuries, had some issues his rookie year, but I liked him. I, I, I just – this was an odd cut. Um, I thought he had a good preseason. I don't think there's another back on on that team that's as talented as, as him. I think there might be some off-the-field issues. I think possibly the new regime just wants to put their stamp on the team. And <laughs> it's amazing after Rex Ryan leaves, like teams just implode. <laughs> right, and it was imploding <laughs> when he was there. Yeah, uh, exactly. It's just he sets off a bomb, and then he's there, and he walks away. All right, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm washing my hands everything everything.
1: Um, Twitter, Dennis is at Coachesser, as I mentioned. I'm at A Helping Thirty um, Seven. You can also catch us on Twitter at RotoWire or at RotoWire NFL. All right, we're just going to talk about. We're sort of going to set the stage for Week One, starting next week. Derek Van Riper and I are going to be on Monday mornings, and we're sort of going to wrap up Sunday. But we have no Sunday to wrap up, so this is this is basically our la- final. Uh, I don't know, not free for all podcast of of the summer, but <laughs> we're going to start previewing week one and we're going to get into more specifics later in the week. Um, RotoWire has a DFS podcast that you can listen to as well soon, but we're going to talk a little DFS today. Um, we're also going to talk about streaming options, things like that. And the first thing I want to ask so when uh, Julian Edelman got hurt, everybody was all over Chris Hogan, <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily the, the pat. It is not as easy as saying Chris Hogan moves to the slot because people – I mean with the Pats, who the heck – you can see Brandon <laughs> Cook's in the slot. Amendola's going to see time in the slot. Hogan's going to move around. But what I want to ask you is Pats play the Chiefs Thursday night. If you had Chris Hogan, generally, are you looking to start him or are you not quite sure yet?
2: No, I'm. I'm not looking to start him. I mean – you're lucky that you drafted him if you drafted him before his his stock rose up in right. ADP. I mean, basically, for me, Chris Hogan's a perfect best ball player. He's not a guy I want in season long where you have to make tough decisions on, on when to start him. I, I think Tom Brady is the guy, you know, that you're going to get the consistent points from. Rob Gronkowski, uh, Brandon Cooks probably took a little bit of a leap with uh, Edelman going down, but. Hogan's going to be hit or miss most of the season. I, I, I'd say probably he's going to have like two or three weeks where he's in the top 10 of wide receivers. And then the other weeks he could be wide receiver 40. Right. So uh, I'm not looking to start him against the chiefs in week one on a Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I can't tell you the same thing with the running backs. i like, I don't know what to do. You know? <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. You, you know, you hope some of them pull, you know, pull a hamstring or something to help you make choices.
1: I, I feel like the one thing I, I of the receivers and backs, the, the thing I feel, other than Cooks that you're going to play and Gronk that you're going to play, like, a, like you said, I, I feel like I'm going to see a, an eight catch 54 yard line from Danny Amendola. <laughs> Sounds
2: right. And, yeah. it, and perfect in first down leagues. Right. He'll have like six first downs.
1: <laughs> um, so I was looking up the basically looking for streaming targets. And you look at teams, you know, you look and say, hey, what weak defense can I pick on? And I look at the Browns. and The Browns are home to the Steelers. Do you think the Browns are still – they they seem to be improved. They're not the, the dumpster fire they were last year. I mean, it was the dumpster fire by design, you know, to, in their mm-hmm. defense. Do you still think – are you looking at them and you go, oh, man, I'm going to attack the Browns? And, you know, obviously with the Steelers you're starting, you know, Le'Veon and Antonio. But you're like – Roethlisberger Or Or Martavis Bryan, or even Vance McDonald, if he gets in the swing of things, are you looking to, to go with those guys saying, I want, I want to attack the Browns, or the Browns a little bit enough, enough improved so that you're not as easily targeting them?
2: I think they're enough improved. I still think, you know, the situation with starting a rookie quarterback that could have turnovers. You know, you saw a lot of things this preseason where he was putting the ball in situations where there could have been turnovers. Um, I think that could be an issue as far as their defense giving up points, putting them in bad positions. But uh, Martavis, I mean, he is definitely in wide receiver two area. So I don't think he's really a streamer. I think a lot of people in standard are going to start him pretty much every week. Um, Vance McDonald is interesting. I mean, he got traded late in the preseason. So if, if you're desperate for a week one streamer at tight end, possibly. But I mean, the Browns definitely got got a lot more talented on the defensive side of the ball. First overall pick, probably a once in a generation defensive end. Um, they picked up a safety who's going to be a great kick returner. So, you know, I, I'm not picking on the Browns week one. I definitely want to see how some of these defenses shake out, especially, you know, there were a lot of uh, choices, you know, with cuts because of contracts. I mean, Denver dropped getting rid of TJ Ward really changed their defense and it looked like it upset a lot of people on their defense. So, it's going to be interesting to see how the defenses shake out in Week One.
1: Lots of unhappy people in Charlotte, North Carolina, about TJ Ward not signing here.
2: By the way, that that would have been a good spot for him to land, especially you know he went to a division rival. So, yep.
1: Um, all right, the Colts. I was looking. Okay, so I'm going to tell you. I had my final draft on uh, on Sunday, and it was on Yahoo, and they gave me a C plus. <laughs> <laughs> And my favorite, <laughs> I got to the fifth round. My picks were, let's I had pick number nine. And it was PPR. I went AJ Green, Dez. And then I mm-hmm. went to running backs and I went Hyde and Hunt.
2: And then I got to- See, it, it's interesting that Hyde got up into the third round by lead drafts. Actually, I went fourth. Sorry, it was Hunt, then Hyde. Okay. So, but close enough. Yeah.
1: So it, it, you, you, up, you, you think it is interesting? I mean, it seems like he's- I know it's hype from it was hype from camp. Maybe, you know, he's in great shape and he's worked hard and all that stuff.
2: He's the only guy there, right? But some some bias comes in with me because I'm an Ohio State fan. So I'm always rooting for for ex-Ohio State players. But, uh, you know, but I like him. I I really like him. I thought he was a great value in the fourth round. I mean, you you still got him in the fourth round. I think that's right where he should go. I think he's a low end wide uh, running back, too. Uh, With some upside, I think the offense. The big thing is, can Hoyer keep the first downs going? Right. You know, can he not get hurt? If Hoyer gets hurt, Hyde takes a real, you know, real shot backwards because I don't see those backup quarterbacks being able to move the ball in the NFL.
1: Yep. Um, So, my fifth round, I got to the fifth round and I'm staring at Sammy Watkins. I'm going, it's, I don't like him and I'm not, you know, buying in too much on Goff's improvement. I think he, you know, i'm I'm okay with the idea that he'll get better. I just don't know how much, but I go fifth round, I mean okay, yeah. right, I'm good with this. yeah, and Yahoo's comment afterwards it was you know they they went player by player in some cases and it said it's quoting anchorman milk was a, milk was a bad choice, and so was <laughs> drafting Sammy Watkins <laughs> <laughs> so
2: I mean. <laughs> You got him in the right spot. I mean, late fifth and uh, in a PPR, that's where I'd want him. It, standard. I think he took a real, real shot um, by going to the Rams. Yeah. I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to get. I actually like their their tight ends to kind of pick it up this year with the TDs. But yeah, I, I think Goff is going to. He's the best player on the team. He got. He was the best player on the Bills. I, I think he's. You know. I, at his age, I think he was a better football player than Lashawn. You know, for the next few years, but um, now he's the best player on the Rams. They're going to have to use him. They're going to use him a lot. So I, I like in the fifth round. I mean, who else? I mean, the fifth round was pretty dead. That's where people are starting to grab tight ends, think about quarterbacks, and you grab the third receiver in a PPR. I, I like it. All right. Um, so this
1: week they play the Colts at home. Do you are, Gurley and Watkins? Are you kind of looking at those guys, saying? I want to roll with these guys. I mean, they're probably wide receiver and running back twos. So you're probably starting but are you kind of happy to start them against the Colts at home? Do you, are you kind of buying enough of this against this opponent that you kind of like the,
2: the spot? I do like the spot against the Colts. I mean, the Colts defense has not improved, you know, right. Um, They're going to be in a tough situation with, with their quarterback being injured with the, the way the offense looked in the preseason. So yeah, I like Gurley and Watkins a lot this week. Think you're going to see Gurley in play a ton in DFS. So yeah. um, definitely like the spot.
1: Gurley, 6,000 on DraftKings <clears throat> on the Sunday slate. Um, and Watkins, 6,200. Gurley's the 10th running back. So um, he's going to have to produce to make that money for you, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So the other one this week, or one of the other streaming options, the, the Vikings are Monday night. Vikings are at home against the Saints. And I keep saying that. I've been doing this four times a week for the last – Month and a half, and I've been su- almost surprised by the number of people who have come on and said the Vikings offense is better than you think. Like, I, I, I could see the improvement, but I felt like it was a very common theme that I heard from people. Are, are you looking to roll with? I mean, they're playing the Saints, right? <laughs> and I, the, go roll and the sa-
2: and, and the Saints are on the road. Uh, Drew Brees isn't gonna, you know, he doesn't put up the same numbers on the road, so. As far as week one, yeah. I mean, you've got to like Digs, you Cook Cook worries me a little bit about his production overall for the season. You're not allowed to by, say that,
1: by the way, because everybody in the world thinks <laughs> that Cook is the greatest running back ever.
2: I mean, he's talented. But, I mean, five new starting offensive linemen, I think it might take a few weeks for them to, to gel. I mean, it, it is hard to come together as an offensive line. And you're not going to do it over these short training camps now in the NFL. So I, I would be a little bit worried about Bradford taking some hits. A little worried about Cook um, being consistent early in the year. But Thielen Dillon, Dillon's really interesting because he was such a value in drafts where he was going and then dig shot up draft boards. I mean, he was going as high as, you know, third, three, four turn in PPR leagues, mm-hmm. which I think was a little too high based on what he's going to do this year. I don't think the touchdowns are big enough for, for that spot, but. You know, we'll see how it goes going forward.
1: I mean, playing outside, it looks like he's going to be doing that. And that, that's a little different for PPR, at least numbers, receptions-wise anyway. hmm So, all right. Um Everybody, most of you tried Daily Fantasy Sports Games, which we're going to talk about shortly. And, you know, I know how it went. You had fun playing. You loved the competition. And, you know, a lot of you lost. Not all of you. Dennis doesn't lose. He's a DFS <laughs> killer. Um, but you lost – Maybe you lost some more. The Sharks, you know, they they worked you over a little bit and and you stopped playing daily fantasy sports. Some of you that happened to. But playing daily fantasy is fun, but losing all the time isn't. So I'm here to tell you about a whole new approach to daily fantasy sports, the Fanball number at Fanball.com. Here's the Fanball difference. Your Fanball number identifies your skill level and ensures that you play in contests against, against players at your skill level. If your Fanball number is 35, you're not going to be playing against experts rated in the 80s and 90s. They have their own contest. At Fanball.com, every player has a Fanball number, and every contest has a Fanball number, so you can find a contest rated around 35 knowing that it'll have players like yourself. They've leveled the playing field with the Fanball number at Fanball.com. Have more fun and a better chance to win, thanks a lot, Fanball. Okay, we talked about players who who we want to look to play this week. Now we want to I want to look at some players who we might look at not playing. Um, if you're looking at the Jets, Jets play the Bills. Two the Tank Bowl in Week One at Buffalo.
2: <laughs>
1: is is there a Jet? I mean, this, maybe this is obvious. People are going to be listening to this. Going, of course, you don't want to start any Jets.
2: Bilal Powell is a go, right? Yeah. I mean, Bilal Powell is going to be heavily involved in the offense, so you're going to start him. I wouldn't expect, you know, huge numbers, but he's going to be getting catching passes. He's going to be running the ball. He is their offense. Think back in the day like Curtis Martin when the Jets were bad. Right. I was uh,
1: I, I got asked to do a bold predictions thing over the weekend. Give me one bold prediction for fantasy football. And I said that mm-hmm. Bilal Powell will catch 100 passes. Whoa! <laughs> well, it had to be, I didn't want to say eighty because it would have been
2: soft. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be bold. <laughs> We're talking Larry Center's time. Anyway. Yeah, you're looking down the field <laughs> and you're going, okay, Josh McCown, whoever,
1: Robbie Anderson, Safarian and Jacob. Let me just throw it to Powell. I'm just going to dump <laughs> it. Um, so, would you look to any other of those guys? Because, because thing is, at some point, there's a last man standing, and I and I sometimes I get sucked into this of the even though it's a bad <laughs> offense and a bad quarterback, someone's got to catch you
2: know six passes. I, there was a tweet yesterday, and I'm sorry I'm not putting you know putting the name to the tweet, but somebody tweeted out um, that last year everybody's like somebody's got to got to catch the passes and for the Jets, and it was December, and their leading receiver had 350 yards. So, <laughs> I, and I thought that was a great reminder that you know you want to avoid bad situations, bad quarterbacks. I mean, God forbid Josh McCown gets hurt. Um, Safarian Jenkins is somebody I do. I am interested in yeah. in standard leagues. I think he's going to be dominant from – and I actually went and watched some of their training camp. So he looked amazing. And overcoming alcoholism is extremely difficult, especially in the profession they're in. So I'm, uh, I'm excited for him in standard leagues. But overall, I'm avoiding all Jets except for Powell. Yeah. Um, I talked to – a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Mike Salfino.
1: And he said he went to Jet Camp. And I asked him how it was. And he said the Hackenberg – he said – he was doing a, a you know, a, a passing drill and he overthrew people on six straight. And he goes, and there was no
2: defense <laughs> on the field. It was, uh, <laughs> I said, he, I said, it was a like, pro Hackenberg in the beginning of the off season too. So he actually had to see it with his own eyes. He, it, he was like Danny's in uh, game of Thrones. He had to see the dead army before he realized <laughs> that they were actually dead. <laughs> I asked him, I said, so was it like one of
1: those drills at the combine where they wave the brooms in the guy's face? He goes, no, there weren't even any brooms. They were just guys running around. And he kept missing them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so bad. It's, I mean, they're as bad as the Giants. Uh, you know, looking for O Lyman. the Giants look at O lineman and, and just cannot understand what's a good o- offensive lineman. The Jets look at quarterbacks and go, "Well, you know, he can't really throw the ball, but th- th- do we need that for a
1: quarterback?" <laughs> he, you, you and I might need a separate forty-five minutes on another conversation about the Giants' offensive lineman. <laughs> I, I just can't. I can't even. I can't even look. <laughs> People are going, so, oh, no, Eli's going to be great. What? What do
2: you mean? He better get it out in two seconds, that's for sure. Oh, oh
1: my gosh. All right. Um, next up, I was looking at the, uh, the over-unders. 40 for Jags and
2: Texans. It's, it's okay. even below that now. It's going below that. Is it really? Yeah, okay. I've seen it at 39 in some sites. Who's, who's startable? I mean, okay, Miller? Yes, Hopkins, you
1: gotta if you have him. I mean, it's weird in a in a forty over under game. We've got a bunch of
2: players to start, right? Yeah, I mean these are these are guys that were drafted with draft capital, you know. Fournette, I mean Fournette. Uh, I would probably sit on Fournette. Okay, I'm going to sit on Fournette. Um, you know, I'm not heavily invested, so it's easy for me to say. Right. Uh, he was just too expensive going in the second round, even in PPR. I mean, I wasn't paying that for Fournette this year, but you know, in in my uh, dynasty leagues where I have them, I might sit them if I have a better option. Like you know, if I if I have, um, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, the running back starting for Tampa Bay, um, Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. If I have Rodgers, I would probably start Rogers week one. Okay. Over Fournette. That's you an interesting I mean? one. All right. Would you start? Would you start Frank Gore over Fournette? In that matchup, uh, possibly, yeah. I think Frank Gore. You know, uh, it's it's tight, but uh, Frank Gore, I would use early in the season. So, yeah. Okay, Um, and the Alan. So Alan Robinson, yes or no? Do you think? I mean, context, of course. There's always context. Context is is huge. Alan Robinson is is definitely somebody I'm going to mull over if I have a better option. Um, You know, I'm I'm, there's going to be some leagues where you're going to have Eric Decker. Eric Decker, Jeremy Macklin, like guys that you picked in the seventh round, you know, Deshaun Jackson, um, and you're going to have a choice between them and A-Rob, and I, I would definitely look at it as, you know, who do you trust more? Um, I do not like the, you know, the fact that he's not on the same page with the quarterback. So <laughs> I, I, and there, there's some situations where I'm starting Deshaun Jackson over him okay. in week one. Got so. it. Do you think that that not on the same page? Is that is that
1: from is that from that one clip that we all saw?
2: No, I think there's so much evidence. Like I, I yeah, I, okay. Because a Rob last year he was going as what top eight eight receiver, top yes, nine receiver, absolutely. And now you're you're literally getting him as wide receiver twenty four going off the board, right? So too bad that he's is, so talented. Exactly. He's he's extremely talented. He runs the you know he's on the outside. This is a quarterback that is not comfortable throwing the ball. They're going to run the ball. They want to protect the ball. They they know their defense is is much improved. So I, I think that takes away some of the targets, some of the deep targets. You're not going to see, you know, the the 20 yard chunk plays that A. Rob was getting. I think you're going to probably see a lot more 11 yards, you know, catches for him. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen in the red zone because I don't think they're going to want to see him turn it over in the red zone. Right. They're probably going to run the ball and take take the field
1: goals and hope their defense holds up. Yeah, that is that is going to be some sort of defensive slugfest. I mean, it, there's going to be offensive ineptitude, certainly, but the defenses are both really good.
2: They are. And it. what worries me a little bit about the whole game that I'm avoiding it is, you know, with everything going on in Houston with the floods and everything that the players and their families are going through. It, I don't know what's going to happen with the Texan players. I mean, that is a huge distraction, you know, a positive distraction that they're helping the community. But. It is still a distraction. There is a lot of logistics and things that go into that that, you know, some of the Texans players might not be quite ready for week one. Right.
1: Okay. Um, Last thing. Thursday night is uh, Chiefs-Pats. Are you buying into the – so the Kareem Kareem Hunt test comes right away. Now, When (laughs) it's funny that when Spencer Ware was going in, let's say, rounds four or five, when Spencer Ware got hurt, Kareem Hunt's stock shot up. To the point that he was going higher than Spencer Ware late mm-hmm. in the game, and, and and the 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 rationale seems to be, well, Spencer Ware had to worry about Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt only has to worry about Charcandrick West, and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. What do you think we're going to see? Also, the, the 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 logic for Kareem Hunt is that uh, I I can't tell you the number of stories I've read over the past week about how look how Andy Reid feeds his top running back. <laughs> Are you are you buying? Are you are do you think we're going to see 20 touches from Kareem Hunt? And, you know, I know it's the Pats, but are people going to be happy they drafted him after Thursday night?
2: I think so. I think he's going to he's going to be safe inside, you know, the the high end running back, too. Okay. I mean, that's where I have his projection for for week one. Uh, I think I, I really like Kareem Hunt coming out. Really excited about him in Dynasty Leagues. I'm literally kicking myself in the butt for trading him to Rich Rebar for the listeners out there who know Rich Rebar from Roto World um made a terrible trade where I, I I had gotten three of the top running backs in the draft in a dynasty league and then I traded Hunt to Rich thinking I was overstocked and uh uh right now I I, I don't even want to speak to him. I think I blocked him on Twitter. <laughs> but uh <laughs> what, um, what'd you trade him for? Uh it was a tight end premium league and I got Engram in a third round pick. And oh, uh yeah. it, it it was not a, not, not worth it. At the time, it was worth it because I, I was desperate. It's a 14 team dynasty. You know, tight ends are hard to come by, especially top, you know, top eight tight ends, but it wasn't worth it with what Kareem Hunt is worth.
1: Yes. Now. Uh, now. Yeah.
2: Easier to yeah. say now.
1: Well, th- this is like, you know, it reminds me of an offseason baseball dynasty trade I made when I traded Aaron Judge. So, Ooh.
2: yeah. It was there, yeah. Yeah. How can you see that season from Aaron Judge? Know. I mean, come on. I thought he was Rob Deere. That's what yeah. I thought.
1: For those of you who remember Rob Deere, who basically hit 35 homers and hit, you know, 197. So, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see this at all. No. No.
2: I traded him for Jose Barrios,
1: which is not awful.
2: No, Barrios, that slider in, in the upside, I mean. Yeah. I thought he'd be, yeah, SP1 for for them. But Aaron Judge, now. good grief. All right. <laughs> Everybody, um,
1: you've been waiting for this since February 6th. Football season is here three days from when we're recording this. And there's no better way to get closer to the game you love than with DraftKings One Week Fantasy Football. To celebrate, DraftKings is hosting a $100,000 contest this Sunday that is totally free to enter. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win, cue Dr. Evil, $1 billion. The hullers. With DraftKings, there are many ways to play. Choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you compete against a group of your friends. That's a pretty cool feature. Uh, DraftKings King, draft also has beginner and casual contests where you'll play against people of similar skill level, and the best part is you get to draft a new team each week without any commitment. So get to DraftKings.com now and use promo code WIRE to play in DraftKings free contest with $100,000 in total prizes this Sunday. And if you draft the perfect lineup, you can win $1 billion. I'm not kidding. $1 billion. That's promo code Wire to play for your shot to win one billion dollars this Sunday. The contest is totally free to enter. Why wouldn't you try DraftKings, the game inside the game? Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, a billion dollars. Yeah, you have to get in that, right?
2: <laughs> definitely. I mean, <laughs> definitely.
1: You know, a dollar and a dream. It's it's just. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> of what. I, that's the. Whole, what would I do with a billion dollars? <laughs> I would actually buy a suite for the Panthers
2: immediately. But that's you know that's drop that's chomp change. If I have a see for of me like as much as I love football, I like going to hockey games more. Okay. So I probably I would probably take you know buy a suite uh, for the Rangers, and uh, I would I would enjoy that immensely. Yeah, that that would be fun. Do you have you ever sat on the bridge seats? Um, no, not yet. I, I almost did for the Knicks, um, and then something happened and they switched switched our seats, um, and I was excited about it. But I heard the bridge seats. Great view. Yeah. And why would you go to a Nick game, really?
1: <laughs> They're the one I gave up on when I moved to North Carolina. I, ke- I kept the Giants. I kept the Yankees. I could not stomach the Knicks anymore.
2: You're so smart. I'm, I'm so dumb. It's
1: terrible. I mean, I came here to work for the Bobcats, so there was a reason. But, you know, even after I worked there for six months, and even after that, I'm like, I, I'm not doing this with the Knicks. I can't. I can't anymore. It,
2: it It's such a sad existence being a Knicks
1: fan. It really is. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so speaking of DraftKings, let, let's look at some – look, we, we have more comprehensive um, DFS information uh, on the RotoWire DFS podcast. So you're going to have to check that out too. Um, but we're going to go over the slate a little bit The Sunday. So not Patch Chiefs, not the two Monday night games. We're just going to go over Sunday right now and just kind of talk through a little bit of, of what's going on there. Um, quarterback, the guy who jumped out to me price-wise – was i mean it's not a huge bargain mariota at home against the raiders looks pretty solid to me at 6800
2: yeah i I think he's going to be used a lot in uh in cash games at that Mm -hmm. price i mean the over under is 51 they put up points against each other before i like that game as a target um the big thing with him is trying to figure out the stack because when you look back at You know, guys like Chris Raybon who've done statistical analysis on who to stack with a quarterback. Mariota is difficult because we don't know who the wide receiver one is. Um, We don't know exactly how they're going to use Eric Decker. So are you going to stack him with Delaney Walker and then build from there? Um, Which I don't think is a bad option, especially in the Sunday slate where you're not getting Rob Gronkowski uh, or Travis Kelsey. I think tight end is going to be where the Sunday slate is one. Um, week one
1: okay Um, anybody anybody down deep that you like it it, for for tournaments
2: for tournaments I think there's going to be some low ownership um, on guys like Eli Manning Uh, I think Eli Manning tends to have a good week one against Dallas uh, you know over the years I I don't think that really matters too much but I mean 5600 is cheap especially if you're getting Odell Beckham low owned and if Odell Beckham's ready to go week one which it sounds the rumors are um, coming out that that he should be good to go week one. I also like Carson Palmer at six thousand um, on the road against Detroit. I wouldn't mind using Palmer um, with Larry Fitzgerald early in the year and also with John Brown. so um, I think he's cheap um, and is a good target. and then from there I, I I don't think I would go below that for most of my teams. I don't think you don't need to go to Kaiser. Um, at 4,800, which is the cheapest you can get, you know, he's interesting against Pittsburgh, but I think Pittsburgh's defense is a little bit improved and I am looking at them a little bit in DFS to start week one against a rookie quarterback.
1: Gotcha. Um, all right. So running back, it's funny, the the running backs that I looked at are guys we talked about already. I I can pretty much guarantee that if I'm playing a cash game, I'm playing Powell because I think Powell's going to catch. if Powell doesn't catch four passes I would be surprised so then I've got I mean I've probably got what seven points right there Mm -hmm. I mean I'm I'm looking at that and that that's minimum I I think the floor on Powell's really good at 4,900 we talked about Gurley are are
2: you are you as into Powell as I am that's the first thing I want to ask yeah I I think the price puts a lot of people on Powell uh I also like Jaquiz I think Jaquiz at 49 is is uh is a nice price for a guy who's going to handle the ball a ton uh, against Miami. I don't, I'm not afraid of Miami's defense. So I like both of those guys a bunch. And, it, it, you know, if you're worried about Powell being highly owned, maybe he picks up an injury, you know, and you want to get lucky, go to somebody else. Uh, I think Jaquiz is a, is a decent um, pivot off of him. Are, are you the kind of guy who would pay
1: top dollar for Le'Veon Bell in a cash game?
2: <laughs> I do like Levy Bell this week. Okay. Um, I think it's the easy to it, like. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm gonna use him in tournaments though. In cash, I don't think you need to pay up for him. I think I would rather play, pay for some receivers in cash. But um, in tournaments, I'm gonna use him. I think he's gonna be low owned. I think people are are not gonna own him as much coming out. Uh, you know, after he set out most. You know, all preseason. And uh, he's going to be on the road, and he's just so expensive. I don't think a lot of people – I don't think his ownership number is going to match what it should be. Right. Okay. Um, Wide receiver –
1: it's funny. I looked at Gurley and Powell, and I said, I like these players. And the wide receiver prices that I liked are guys who are – as players, they're not that good. But I think (laughs) the price is better. I was looking – I mean, Garcon against Carolina. Now, I happen to think – you're going to call me a homer. I I think the Panthers' defense is going to be very good. Um, and I know everybody looks at last year's numbers and you go, oh, well, wow, the past defense was terrible. I, I think they're going to be very good. But I do like Garcon basically, to what I said earlier, the, on the last man standing idea. Mm-hmm. You know, that I, I kind of think Hoyer's fine. He's not a terrible quarterback at all. Um, I mean, I don't want to win a Super Bowl with him, but he can get it done. And I think Garcon at 5,300 is a pretty <clears throat> decent buy. Who, who do you like in that mid-range
2: yeah, Garcon's decent. His touchdown upside is 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 low, so I'm not going to be using him for tournaments. Um, in that range, uh, I'm looking at Deshaun Jackson. I think a you know, um, Jameis is going to want to use his new weapon week one. Forty nine hundred is very cheap mm-hmm. for a guy with a high ceiling in tournaments. Marvin Jones interests me against Arizona. Going against the second best cornerback there, it, he looks healthy coming out of the preseason. 4100 is extremely cheap for, for what his ceiling is. Mm-hmm. So I, I was looking at those guys. Um, if you need to go super cheap, a guy that interests me a little bit going against Green Bay is Paul Richardson. Uh, coming out at $3,700, that, that is super cheap. Um, and there's some guys in there in that price range that have, um, you know, Basically high variance. Like you could kind of wheel a guy there. Like as far as wheel the spot, like you know when when you bet races, you could Mm -hmm. you know slot slot everybody and then wheel the last guy. And and a lot of times I'll do that with a with a lineup and I'll go. You know what? I'll do JJ Nelson in one, and then I'll do LaFell in one. Um, with the injury to John Ross, and then I'll I'll put Richardson in there as well. So three different lineups in a in a three dollar GPP and hope one of them hits big. Got it. Okay. So. But yeah, there's some guys in there I like at that price range. Uh, Those those are the two I'm I'm mainly looking at in GPPs. Okay. Um, Robbie Anderson, thirty eight hundred, going once. (laughs) I'm staying away from Robbie Anderson this week. Oh, all right. He was good last year at the end of last year, anyway. Um, yeah, I think you know Brandon Marshall says he's he's super talented and and I I like him. I just hate the situation. Yeah.
1: Um, tight end. I, I mean, OK, so looking at I like I, the, the guy that that caught my eye was Ertz and he's thirty five hundred. He's the 10th. He's the 10th highest on the board salary wise.
2: Um, and that's with two top tight ends not playing. So, right. you
1: know, I, I like that one. I actually liked I, 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 I've been joking around that I, the, the two things that I heard, I told you I heard the Vikings a lot this summer here. Mm-hmm. The other thing, the other one, the name I heard was Austin Hooper. That everybody likes Austin Hooper.
2: And 3, Austin 000, Hooper,
1: okay, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, any any tight ends you're kind of, I mean, I'm looking at the list, and we talked about, and we talked about Vance McDonald. He's 2800, but you, you can't count him much. Safarian Jenkins 2700. Um, yeah, but he, he's suspended week he's just, one. Oh, so, that's, that's yeah. Pretty.
2: Thank you. Sorry, I forgot about that. It's okay. Um, anybody else? Anybody else jumping off the the sheet at you? Um, uh, Ingram. Uh, I'm looking at Evan Ingram against Dallas. I think. Um, He's a guy that with Dallas's injuries at at linebacker with the inability of of their defensive backs to cover tight ends. I I think Ingram is very interesting at 2,900. I think it's GPP only. Um, And then uh, I like the Mariota to Delaney Walker. Big Walker is a little little cheaper. Eifert's coming out, um, you know – injured out of the preseason you know as far as 10 the nice and the knee so he'll be low owned at that 4600 and he's got high t- tight uh td potential so he interests me in in tournaments as well um because he'll be super low owned i think people will be worried to use him right ertz the the price is is a is a jump for me like i i thought he should have been around four thousand. so you're okay. getting a five five hundred dollar discount so i definitely like him too gotcha
1: All right, as we said, most of you know daily fantasy sports, and you probably tried it. And we drafted a team, and you watch your scores live, and then you lost again and again and again. So that's that's no fun. If you're tired of losing in daily fantasy football, check out Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store. Let's Rumble matches you with players of the same skill level, giving you a fair chance every time. Play head-to-head for your best chance of winning, or group up to play multiple rivals for a bigger payout. Rank in the weekly leaderboards to win free cash prizes. You heard that right. Free cash prizes awarded every week. All you have to do is play the game, and you'll be entered in the leaderboards. Your highest score will determine your spot that week. Download Let's Rumble in the Apple App Store now and get a free $5 bonus with your deposit. You're going to win. I know you are. Check it out, everybody. So Let's Rumble. That's Let's Rumble without an E at the end, by the way, in case you're wondering. All right. Um, Three games with the highest over-unders. Over 50 on all of them. Raiders-Titans. Falcons-Bears. Seahawks Packers. Um, who you mentioned Richardson. Um, you we talked about Mariota, maybe Delaney Walker, and not sure about the wide receiver stack. Who else do you love in those games?
2: Yeah, I'm looking at Amari Cooper for week one. Uh, his price is decently low. Um, there, you know, the, him and Derek Carr is a decent stack against the Titans. The Falcons and Bears are interesting because. they're implying that the bears are going to score 22 points week one against the Falcons with that over under and the spread. And I don't see it. So I think that's kind of a false over under. So if I was a betting man, I'd probably take the under on that. Um, But it also interests me because I think the Falcons could blow out the bears in week one, especially um, with uh, the bears offense behind their new quarterback. I think with that, I, I think Tevin Coleman comes into play. I think he might be an interesting play in a flex spot also um, in some of these leagues. I think Coleman will probably get some carries uh, and some pass plays week one. And then the the Seahawks Packers, I think everyone's in play in that game as far as, you know, season long in DF in DFS. It's interesting to me because I think people will lay off um, both quarterbacks, but I think that's a good time to play one of them, you know? So Russell Wilson, a lot of people are picking for the MVP this year. They think he's going to be, you know, the offense is going to be improved. So if you're going to play Paul Richardson, then it, it goes without saying that you, you might want to stack him with Russell Wilson.
1: All right. So I'm looking at the Seattle backfield. Eddie Lacy, 5,000 on DraftKings. Thomas Rawls, 4,800. CJ Procise, 4,100.
2: Do you like any of them? No, I'm avoiding that like the plague. I want to see how it shakes out. I mean, there's got to be injuries. All those guys are injury prone. Right. So, you know, by week six, we're going to it could be we forget about all of them. And Chris Carson's a thing. <laughs> so who knows? But I, I'm staying away from them in DFS because that is that is the truest gamble. I mean, they're all priced around the same range. If you hit, you hit. But I mean, that that is a total guessing game. Same thing with the Patriots. It's a guessing game from week to week. So. Okay.
1: Um, uh, Who do you think? I think, I think it's, I keep saying it shakes out at the end with process on top
2: Penning health. Maybe not this week, but I think process wins. I think he's the most talented. It's just, he has not proven the ability to stay healthy. It's almost like he's a thoroughbred. Yeah. You know, he, he picks up so many weird injuries, you know, wrist, ankle, uh, leg. It's, it, he he has to be 100% healthy it seems to to get going so what
1: about um if you have Ty Montgomery, are you
2: excited to start him yeah i don't i don't mind starting him against the seahawks week 1 i, I i'm excited for him overall especially in PPR leagues right i think i think montgomery is going to be a good player this year i think he's a low end running back one okay um so yeah i i like him actually in some spots i was forced to to pay a decent amount of money in auctions this year, um, in PPR auctions because running backs were so highly priced, um, that, you know, I would have to take time, you know, pay a little bit because, because especially when you're doing auctions, like when those tiers start, you know, you get to the last guy on the tier, those guys go for more money than they should. And a couple of times I got caught on the Ty Montgomery, uh, end of the tier, Right. Um option. So uh I'm I'm rooting for him on bias because I own him a ton in PPR leagues. Gotcha. Um <laughs> what about the uh the rate I I looked at Lynch. Actually, Lynch is a decent
1: price. I, I have been so anti Lynch this summer. <laughs> um fifty three hundred on DraftKings. I mean, do, you, do you, and, and we're not just talking about DraftKings, but I mean are you he's another one. People were drafting him as a pretty solid running back too. Yeah. And, I mean me. He- and short term, I think I'm better with him. I, I don't think it will last, but I think he could. You know, falling into the end zone for a touchdown is not a difficult thing to
2: envision. Are you? Are you? Are you in? Are you pro Lynch this year? Uh, not for the long term, but I'm pro Lynch in DFS. Yeah, at that price, I like him a lot. Um, especially with that over under with that game, I think Lynch could have a have a big week. I, I think he's very interesting play week one in DFS uh, and. You know, I just couldn't pay the price. I mean, he was going towards the top of the third round by the end of draft season and decently expensive in, in auctions. He was getting up to the nineteen dollar, eighteen dollar range in a you know, in a hundred and fifty dollar auction. So that that's too expensive for him for season long. I think those other two running backs are talented. And I think a, a year away from the game, you know, you could see some injuries. You could see him slow down a bit by the middle of the year. Gotcha.
1: All right. Um Anybody else? Do you have
2: a favorite play of the week? Favorite play of the week: Deshaun yeah. Jackson. Okay, I think I think James is going to want to show off his new toy. So I th- and Deshaun is is known for for big week ones. I, so I'm I'm going with him.
1: I always I, I said someone I think last week that I I I have always found Deshaun Jackson to be such a maddening fantasy football player. Tom. Oh, easily him. I hate him. You Just,
2: never know when to play him.
1: No. I mean, I, I'd rather, I joked around about the Danny Amendola stat line. I'd rather have guys like that just because I know what I'm getting.
2: <laughs> and
1: it's probably, it limits my upside, certainly. But I look at Deshaun Jackson and go, I, I can't do this guy. I just can't. It's <laughs> terrible. All right, everybody, listeners to our podcast, and get a free 10 day RotoWire trial at RotoWire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out, RotoWire.com slash pod. All right, Dennis, thanks, man. I appreciate you doing this so early in the morning. I know you got to get to a golf <laughs> outing. It's going to be a tough day for you. What are you going to be working on? Where can people find your stuff this season?
2: You're going to find everything at Coachester.com, also at Fantasy National Golf. I'm going to be doing a lot of golf stuff over there with the Moose uh, and uh, with Pat Mayo sometimes on DraftKings and the Fantasy Sports Network. You can hear me from time to time. Also, check out my stuff at FantasyPros.com, um, featured there a ton. John, Thank you so much for having me on. It's always great talking to you. One of the best in the business, buddy.
1: Same here. I appreciate that. And, and Dennis is one of my favorites. Everybody, please follow him on Twitter at coach Esser. I'm Jay Halpin 37. Um, and I always want to remind everybody, please review and rate the podcast wherever you're listening. We'd appreciate that. I guess that's it. We're going to be Tuesday's show is going to be the first weekly edition of, uh, Jake Letarski me going over waiver wire pickups. So even though it, most of you might not want to make waiver wire pickups just yet, it'll be a good exercise to go through. Some of you might have to, right? You might be early. You might be going, oh, I could improve. Everybody can always improve, even if it's before week one. So please check that out. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. For Dennis Sester, I'm John Halpin. See you next time.